0: let's let's get into it tonight um we're going to be studying we're returning to moses and the reality with moses is you guys are going to have to tell me this if you want to come back and do a serious study on exodus i'm happy to do that uh but the reality of the fact that if i did anything close to with exodus what i did with genesis we would like never get to the divided kingdom uh, I could spend weeks and weeks and weeks on just several chapters of Exodus. So we're gonna we're gonna rush ahead from where we started a couple of weeks ago. Uh, this is not to say you're not going to get a lot of deep information here. Uh, I'm just saying um, we could go a lot deeper if you wanted to. So welcome those of you who are joining us either live stream uh, with our uh, Zoom uh, connections on. Uh, video or simply audio by itself and definitely welcome to you. I I know really the majority of our folks who watch or listen do after the fact, not live. So I hope that the Lord blesses you as you move through and learn from God's word as we study and as you listen in or come back to this on Facebook or on our YouTube or on our podcast. So this is the evening of April the 28th, uh, 2021. And we are back to our big picture overview of the Old Testament, understanding Isaiah in its Old Testament context. Again, what prompted this study series we're doing um, this 2021 20, year is the fact that we are in the book of Isaiah, the prophet. And we we on some of these studies that you can go back and listen to if you have not been able to. We specifically go into segments of Isaiah tonight um, in order to move us ahead with Moses. Um, I'm not going to be referring very much to Isaiah, but I will come back and make connections for you. Clearly, uh, these, this central covenant of God with Israel uh, that, he, uh, that is mediated through Moses, you have to understand this to understand the book of Isaiah. Um, just like you need to understand, we need to understand the initial covenant or covenants through Abraham and certainly the covenant with uh, David and the royal house and the seed of David. So, but tonight let's, let's dig into uh, Moses now in his resurrection, uh, following his resurrection, uh, Jesus Luke's gospel tells us encounters two disciples who are very discouraged following Jesus's crucifixion and death and burial. Um, and they are heading to Emmaus and what happens is Jesus encounters them. They don't realize who Jesus is. And I just extracted one verse from this passage in Luke 24. It says, and beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he, that is Jesus, interpreted them to them in all the scriptures, the things concerning himself. Now, let's take a few moments to clarify a few things here. So, again, this is the risen Jesus. And Jesus... Uh, To begin to explain to these disciples who said, we thought he was the one, he was the Messiah, but now our own religious leaders and the Gentile authorities have killed him. And, uh, you know, we're just devastated and this is the worst time in the history of all humanity. And it's actually Jesus (laughs) that is risen talking to them, but they don't realize it. So Jesus starts explaining to them how all the scriptures point to the suffering of the Messiah for our salvation okay and he begins with Moses let me remind you of something we've touched upon in this study and you've heard from me and other sermons and studies before in the Bible particularly in the Old Testament and in the New Testament particularly in the New Testament when you have references to Moses the majority of the times you're not primarily talking about the man Moses per se You're talking about his books, the first five books of the Old Testament scriptures. Everybody remember, we've talked about this before, right? So when Jesus talks about Moses, he may be in one dimension referring to Moses, the man, but he's also more generally referring to at least a couple of things. The covenant that is mediated through Moses, that's what we're going to get to tonight, as well as even more broadly, the first five books of the Bible. Which are, in English, coming from the Greek, right? Titles that were given to them in the Septuagint, right? Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. Okay, those are the books of Moses. So, when this says, um, beginning with Moses, did Jesus bring Moses down? Did Jesus say, "Hey, you know what, Moses"? You were with me at the transfiguration. Could you come down and help explain to these disciples? Is that what happened? No. Uh, Jesus is telling them about, so, and he's not only telling them about the book of Exodus, remember, also Genesis is part of uh, the Torah, okay? The first five books of the Bible, okay? So that's that. And then all the prophets, that refers to a segment of scripture uh, that would be that Nevi'im, the prophets, but usually, and in, in this case, I would totally read this like this. Sometimes in um, the Bible, you'll get references to a couple of things that's supposed to include three or four things, okay? And here, what that means is really to all the scriptures, okay? So so uh, even, even though he doesn't refer to the ketuvim, uh, the writings, explicitly, literally, it, really what this is saying is the entire scriptures, you know, um, chronicles and psalms um ecclesiastes proverbs they all point to jesus okay that's what's going on there but nevertheless it is notable that we start off with who is the first name listed who's the first you know author slash editor listed Moses, right okay all right so uh then also let's look at this next scripture that i have uh in here for our handout for tonight john this is the gospel of john one chapter one verse 45 philip found nathaniel and said to him we have found him of whom moses in the law and also the prophets wrote so is isaiah the first one who prophesies about the messiah and jesus is isaiah the very first one in the bible is samuel the first one no where do we find prophecies about jesus we find them in right torah in the books of moses so you'll notice again we have found him of whom moses in the law well wait a minute i thought the law is just a bunch of rules and it's all kind of oppressive and everything and certainly it would never tell us about jesus well no totally the law is oriented you know, towards telling us about Jesus, Uh, as I said, just yesterday morning with the men's study, you know, when we were looking at first, first Corinthians chapter 15, when it says Jesus is the first fruits of the resurrection. Remember, Paul assumes that you all know the Bible, right? And so if you know the Bible, you know, when he pops out that term first fruits, that is a generally important term in the Old Testament, but it's also a specifically important prophetic note for Jesus. Because Jesus is raised from the dead on the day of first fruits in the feast of unleavened bread. Okay, so in other words, the first day of the new week following the P- Passover Sabbath is the presentation, the offering of first fruits in the temple, and the uh, the barley sheaves are raised. And this indicates there's going to be a big harvest. So not only these sheaves, but also all those who are to come. And when Paul says Jesus is the first fruits of the resurrection, he's saying, yeah, did y'all not get this? In the law, right? In the law, Jesus's resurrection and the precise time, the precise day of Jesus's resurrection is prophesied. You don't need to even get to the prophets. It's already there in the law. Hear what I'm saying? Okay, so in other words, that that's that's it's that precise sometimes in the law about everything that happens with Jesus. So uh then going to um Jesus of Nazareth the son of Joseph. Um also by the way just let me note it let me note th- this. I mean even back in Genesis the prophecies the blessings upon and prophecies for Judah as well as the book of numbers portend the coming of the Messiah as the lion of judah and the star of what becomes the star of david okay that that's that's way before david's ever even born it's, it's already prophesied in the first five books of the bible so that's pretty cool isn't it yeah all right so anyway second corinthians 3 6 and um, 3 12 through 14 again the next thing on your handout compare this Uh, We're not going to go here tonight, but I I wanted to go ahead and give this to you, referencing to an old covenant and a new covenant, a first covenant and a second covenant. The one with Israel through Moses is the old covenant or the first covenant. Okay. Um, he has qualified us, Paul says, as ministers of a new covenant. Everybody see that now in Latin, in Latin. the word for covenant is testamentum. Therefore, we talk a lot about testament, but that's the same thing. Everybody got me on this? Okay. Okay. So um, we are ministers of a new testament or new covenant. Not of the letter, but of the spirit. For the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. Since we have such a hope, we are very bold not like Moses, who would put a veil over his face so that the Israelites might not gaze at the outcome of what was being brought to an end. But their minds were hardened. Uh, Quick reference, we are not going here because like I said, I could spend months in, in Exodus. Okay, But Moses, when he is allowed to see the back reflection of the glory of God, glows afterwards. And when he comes down, the Israelites, even just the reflection of the reflection of the glory of God, totally overwhelms and intimidates the Israelites. And Moses has to cover his face with a veil for the rest of his life, even though the reflection gradually is fading as Moses gets older and older. It's still way too much. So, um, you know, anybody who is actually not saved who says, I can't wait to talk to God, you're fooling yourself, man. I mean, because even if you got a, like a reflection of a reflection or a reflection of somebody who maybe saw like the side corner of the side bottom robe of God, you'd be blown away. Okay. Um, so anyway, that's what's going on there. But to keep going, but their minds were hardened for to this day when they read the old covenant. Okay. The old Iyoteque. That same veil. Remains unlifted because only through Christ is it taken away. Now, if through Christ it's taken away, that means we can see the glory of God. And in fact, John tells us we have seen, John, the apostle, says we have seen his glory, the glory of one and only come from the Father, full of grace and truth. I mean, like, flat on. Okay. Uh, this is Jesus. Now, then Hebrews 8:7 also. For if that first covenant, had been faultless there would have been no occasion to look for a second the issue with the first covenant is going to be um that and this is where hebrews is going to go and playing off of you know what we've been talking about with the isaiah sermon series leading from isaiah and on into jeremiah and ezekiel you're going to have to have a it's 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 not about just printed words it's about a transformation of hearts. so that's what's being talked about there Okay, but let's pull back and go to uh, Moses and the covenant, the, the first covenant, the old covenant that God mediated uh, through Moses to Israel. Um, Moses's name, you know, in Hebrew is Moshe, Moshe. Okay, um, and uh, so Exodus 34, 27, and the Lord or I am said Yahweh Jehovah said to Moshe write these words for in accordance with these words I have made a covenant with you and with Israel now uh, you, you you know this is a handout so you can mark this up all you want and I encourage you to do it notice write these words words are a big deal at Exodus. Words are a big deal with the covenant. Be brave, be broke. For in accordance with these words, I have made a covenant. Read And notice that. Now I've got it underlined for you. What do you see there? With whom is the covenant made? With Israel, yeah, but who? with whom else? Moses. With Moses. You see that? The covenant is made with Moses. And through him as the mediator with Israel. Is Moses essential to this covenant? Just based on that one verse, you would have to say, what do you think? Yeah. Now, that's a typing to Jesus and the new covenant. Okay. But that's also really important to notice there. Um, now Moses in turn when he's reiterating you know years later as recorded in Deuteronomy Deuteronomy chapter 5 verse 2 Moses says the Lord our God or you know Jehovah Yahweh I am our God made a covenant with us at Horeb Horeb, as I've mentioned before and I think most of you know this Horeb and sinai are interchangeable terms okay there's the same thing horeb mount horeb mount sinai okay um but what is that he made a covenant with us Does the same does moses saying he made a covenant with us eliminate himself from that no so i would read um deuteronomy 5 2 it's uh, explained a little bit further in exodus thirty four twenty seven. Got it? Okay. Um, Now, tonight, we're going to try to move ahead to the book of the covenant, but we need to work through some stuff, um, some some setup for the book of the covenant. So let's look at some of these verses that are in your handout. And uh, to the extent we need to, you know, come back to this, we can. I mean, honestly, it is a, a tremendously ambitious plan to even give a little bit of a summary of the book of the covenant tonight but we'll see if we can't just kind of hit upon some of this and move on for our overall study and then we can always come back to this if you want to get into if you want to dig into this okay so uh, the book of the covenant is found in exodus chapter 19 through 24 chapters 19 through 24 now the way exodus frames out is this is not totally lockstep because Moses moves around, right? But you've got like a setting in Egypt, okay? In early Exodus. And then you get Moses with, but Moses is not, you know, Moses is initially in Egypt, right? And then he has to leave, okay? And um, so he's out in Midian, okay? And moving around Sinai or Horeb. And then in one of the most important, you know chapters and passages in the entire old testament you get chapter three of exodus and moses is not anywhere near Uh, egypt of course he's still out there and he encounters the burning bush that's not consumed and the angel of the lord slash the lord speaking to him in exodus chapter three but all of that then calls moses and the whole action right back to Egypt. So we're then in Egypt for a number of chapters, and then all of a sudden, of course, you have the Passover and the Exodus, right? And um, you have the uh, Hebrew people leaving Egypt, but on the way out, or as they've departed, of course, there's another big showdown with Pharaoh at the Red Sea or the Reed Sea, Okay, Then you get them in this transition, to go to Horeb or Sinai, okay? And the rest of uh, the book of Exodus, you know, the the most important part now moving into the covenant is um, it all revolves around Mount Sinai, okay? And the desert of Sinai. So um, this is like picking up at chapter 19. This is when this movement there happens. So let me just, uh, yeah, pick up. I think uh, this is good enough. Let's just pick up what I have for your handout. So Exodus 19, 2. They set out from Rephidim and came to the wilderness of Sinai. Everybody see that on the handout? And they encamped in the wilderness. In other words, the wilderness of Sinai. There Israel encamped before the mountain, while Moses went up to God. Now, those are huge. That's a huge point of reference. I'm taking it. It may be kind of high in here. So let's, let's just... Okay. Okay. There we go. Sorry, those of you on the video, but we were just a little bit warm in here. Okay. So now um, that's huge. Moses went up to God. Um, does, does the Lord since he's such a pleasant Santa Claus kind of character, as we all know, and gives us whatever we want, does the Lord say, oh, just bring them all up? What do you think? No, this is a big level covenant meeting. Um, if, you know, if, if I flew a tour group over to uh, England right now, would the queen immediately say, oh, y'all just bring all those people in, you know, all those I don't know ninth graders and let's bring them on in and let them run around what do you think no okay so um the Lord called him um, to him out of the mountain saying thus you shall say to the house of Jacob and tell the people of Israel now there's a classic Hebrew doubling there okay the same similar parallel kind of statement there to the house of Jacob tell the people of Israel remember Jacob has another name and what is it Israel, Um, you yourselves have seen what I did to the Egyptians and how I bore you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. Now, this is one of the most famous passages in the Bible. This is a big deal. You've heard me preach on this before. Now, therefore, if indeed uh, you will obey my voice and keep my covenant, you shall be my treasured possession, my segulah. Right is the Hebrew. You've heard me talk about that before. Among all peoples, for all the earth is mine. And remember, I mentioned this. Isaiah picks up on this terminology. I've talked about this in this sermon series on Isaiah. That Segolot language. Okay. So um, these are the words that you shall speak to the people of Israel. Now, notice I've already highlighted this for you several times. Um, what is the key word there? it's words right is it commandments no commandments come under the words the key point of reference are words okay i'll come back to that later so moses came and called the elders of the people and said now does moses meet with the entire people what what do you think does he meet with the entire people what did we just read he called whom the elders of the people, okay? and so, But we're democratic. We don't like that kind of stuff. Well, that's the way they have this structure set up. So he calls the elders um, and set before them, all these, what? You should be picking up on this by now. Words that Yahweh had commanded him. And all the people answered together and said, All that the Lord has spoken, we will do. Famous last words, right? You think they're going to fulfill that, by the way? Um, Are they going to do okay for like about five years and then finally falter? What do you think? Uh, No, it's going to to go down really fast here. (laughs) Are they going to bat 300? No, (laughs) they're going to strike out totally. It's not going to be good, okay? um all that the lord has spoken we will do and moses reported the words of the people to the lord so okay we've got two sides to this covenant right you understand you get the picture moses is mediating the covenant the lord has stated his side and the people have said oh yeah we're game we are right there we are basically equal covenant partners with the lord we're ready to do anything you can lay on us come on we're ready okay so you have a good covenant going on here right you ever been to a wedding where the bride and the groom say i will stick with you through thick and thin no matter what and you're sitting there almost like dreading like the i wonder how long this is going to last well this this is like this really bad this really bad covenant thing going on but um so uh the people are like yep and so moses mediates and reports back um Uh, every, everything that the people said so Moses came and called the elders of the people you know and sets this before them um, and notice too what the Lord is saying in verse five here if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant you shall be my treasure possession among all the peoples for all the earth is mine What does that mean? All the earth is mine. It means he owns it all. And you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. Now you just have to know that terminology that echoes hugely through the book of Isaiah. Okay, that's part of what Isaiah is talking about, the restoration of this. Um kingdom of priest and a holy nation. Because how is God described in Isaiah? What's like the central attribute of God that the Seraphim cry out about? Yeah. So God is holy, and we're called to be a you know, holy nation and a kingdom of priests. What do priests do? They serve God, right? So um this is the calling and um these people say we're ready now sometimes you can be at a rally where a christian invitation is given and everybody says we're we're saved now we're ready sometimes you find out some people are not right well that's that's what's going on here so this is this high calling and if you go all the way through the new testament this is repeated this this standard and uh read right now well in the spring semester was studying first peter with the youth and you know peter first peter really picks up on this thing okay uh, that that we as christians are called in this way to be a priest a priesthood of believers and a holy nation a new kind of nation not from any nation here on earth but belonging to the kingdom of god okay so um Anyway, um, all that the Lord has spoken, we will do. So they're ready to live up to this. And Moses reported the words of the people to the Lord. Uh, so that's, again, centrally five and six is the standard, the calling. And then they're saying, yeah, we're, we're game in verse eight. Um, and verse nine, and the Lord said to Moses, behold, I am coming to you in a thick cloud that the people may hear when I speak with you and may also believe you forever. Now, that is jarring language. Do you see what you just read? Or what I just read aloud to you? Do you see that? So the people are supposed to believe in God, but they're supposed to believe Moses because he is the spokesman of God. He's the mediator, the prophetic and priestly mediator, even though he gave up being a priest, which is his failure, okay? He's supposed to be a priest too, actually. Uh, Remember, he gives this up. (laughs) He gives it up and you end up with Aaron, his brother. Okay, Uh, That's back in in, in chapter three. Um, May also believe you forever. When Moses told the words of the people to the Lord, the Lord said to Moses, go to the people and consecrate them today and tomorrow and let them wash their garments. And be ready for the third day. For on the third day the Lord will come down on Mount Sinai. In the sight of all the people. Now this kind of consecration language. Is picked up in the New Testament. All the way through the book of Revelation. You may remember this about. You know people being washed clean. And prepared for communion with God. Everybody remember that in the New Testament. Okay, this, this, is, this all relates here. Now. Um, Exodus. 24 7 this is another framing so remember i said the book of the covenant is chapters 19 through 24 so i just read you kind of a high point in chapter 19 now we're going to go to the other side of this framing uh exodus 24 verse 7 then he that is moses took the book of the covenant So why do we call Exodus chapters 19 through 24 the book of the covenant? Why? Because Moses himself calls it that, right? Uh, Then he, Moses, took the book of the covenant and read it in the hearing of the people. And they said again, so on the front side and on the back side, on the initiation of the covenant meeting and then when all the words have been laid out and presented, um, they said, all that the Lord has spoken, we will do, and we will be obedient. Not only will we do these words, we will be obedient. Now, um, if I held a gun to somebody's head and say, walk, walk down here. Um, you could say they're doing it, but they may or may not be obedient, right? I mean, and they may be kind of looking around like, we can't get away from this nut, right? So they're saying, we're going to do it. And on top of that, we're going to be obedient. Sounds great, right? Would you allow them to join your church if somebody comes in enthusiastically and says, everything God asked me to do, I will do it. And on top of that, I will be totally faithfully obedient to Him"? Sounds like a great church member, right? Let's let them in. Well, these guys are not going to do very well as this story turns out, but we're not going to go too heavily into the story. We all know that they grossly fail immediately after this, right? Okay. Um, okay, so that's 24, 7, 24, verse 12. Again, this is on the back side, on the, on the other side, framing the book of the covenant. Uh, chapter 24, again, verse 12. The Lord said to Moses, Come up to me on the mountain and wait there that I may give you the tablets of stone with the law and the commandment, which I have written for their instruction. So you'll remember this, right? Who writes the 10 words? God. Okay, so let's go a little bit further on this. Now, first of all, I'm going to pull back and remind you, this is from our study from two weeks ago. Way back in Exodus chapter 2, verses 23 and 24. This is just to remember, we've got the covenant, the covenant foundation going on with the covenant um, and covenant promises with Abraham. Okay, This leads into this whole thing with Israel and this covenant that God is mediating through Moses. Now, it came about in the course of those many days that the king of Egypt died. And the sons of Israel sighed because of the bondage, and they cried out, and their cry for help because of their bondage rose up to God. So God heard their groaning, and God remembered his what? Covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So again, just to state the obvious, just make sure we're remembering this. Does this covenant with Israel that's mediated through Moses come out of the blue? No, it flows. From the covenant and the covenant promises to Abraham okay which is why um, Isaiah is going to treat the covenant with Abraham as being ultimately preeminent over and prior to and circling around more important than the covenant with Moses or through Moses okay And that's the way the New Testament teaches us to read this also. That's the way Jesus teaches us to read. And then we've got the separate issue of the covenant with David. I talked about the covenant with David a little bit in this study. We'll come back to that probably. But all those things are are going around to understand the Bible and definitely to understand Isaiah. And definitely to understand Isaiah leading into the New Testament. Okay. So then um, Exodus 3. 4 through 6 and 12. This is what we studied a little more extensively last week. Just let me remind you when the Lord saw that Moses turned aside this is the the bush that's not consumed by the fire. Um God called him from the midst of the bush and said, "Moshe, Moshe." Remember the double call that I made a big deal out of when we studied this a little more extensively. And he said, uh, "Hineni," which I told you is a big term in the Bible. When you get that hineni, you pay attention every time it happens, okay? So he says, "Here I am." Okay, and uh, he said, "Do not come near here. Remove your sandals from your feet, for the place on which you are standing is holy ground." He uh, said also, "I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob." Again, all that covenant language. Go back two weeks ago; you can review the tape or the you know the video from that study we did uh, that included a little more extensive discussion of this. Then Moses hid his face where he was afraid to look at God in verse 12. The Lord said, God said, certainly I will be with you. And this shall be the sign to you that it is I who have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you shall serve, provide, okay, serve slash worship. I'm highlighting that for you. God at this mountain. Now, 312, what God says in 312 is now being fulfilled when the book of the covenant thing happens in Exodus 19 through 24. And thereafter, by the way, all the further iteration of worship standards and how the worship is going to work. Okay, so what God said there, you see that. He said, um, this is the sign we the, the big sign. Notice this now. The big sign, it's a sign. These are signs when God brings the plagues and God defeats Pharaoh. That's all, those are big signs. But the biggest sign of all is when God brings Moses and these people to worship him at this mountain. You see what God just said, Exodus 3.12. That is like the big deal. So we're now at the big deal. Is the big deal that the bad guys get beaten? It's important. Is that is it heaven just to have the bad guys beaten? What do you think? What's the more important thing? Like being with God, right? Okay. Um, so everybody see that priority? Okay. Now, the book of the covenant. Exodus 19 through 24. That's interesting to remember that in our lives too, though, isn't it? Do we want bad people to be, you know, succumbed? Yeah, sure. But is that, is that the ultimate, you know, heavenly glory? no ultimate heavenly glory is to be with the lord and worship him okay all right so and that we should order our days like that our lives like that um the book of the covenant exodus 19 through 24 like i said let's see what we can do with this okay so big overview um let me give you the overview and then let me come back to some terminology okay um so skip down i'm going to skip down to those verses i've got full for you and i'm just going to give you the the breakout i have here okay so the book of the covenant goes like this you have the context and as i've already highlighted the fulfillment of god's word of prophecy to moses that we just read back in exodus 312 being fulfilled when moses brings the people to sinai that's all going on in chapter 19 and in chapter 19, we have the covenant Paul response, uh, promises. I could add, you know, the promises, the high-level promises of the covenant. You know, you'll be my treasure of possession. I own the whole earth, the whole world. If you, if you, if you stay with me, you're not just getting the promised land. You're going to get the whole earth. You'll inherit the entire creation. That's what God is saying, okay? Um, the consecration and the terms of meeting which again, I kind of already emphasized this, the terms of the meeting are not like, oh, just everybody jam on in before God, you know? Let's steal some of God's bread while he's not looking. That is not the way you meet with God. Okay. Uh, now, chapter 20, the Biggie, the 10 words of the covenant. The 10 words of the covenant. We get the 10 words fully explicated and presented In two chapters of the Bible, as the Bible is now broken up into chapters. Um, Exodus 20 and Deuteronomy 5. Exodus 20 and Deuteronomy 5. And as I always tell my confirmands or, you know, upper elementary students, you can remember this. So I know we all can remember this. Uh, It's not great because it's slightly off, but it's, it's basically pretty easy to remember. What is the second book in the Bible? The second book in the Bible is Exodus Add a zero to the two. And so where do I find the 10 words in Exodus 20? What number book in the Bible is Deuteronomy? What chapter do I find the 10 words in Deuteronomy? It's the fifth book. I go to chapter five. So you can remember that, right? Everybody got it? This is not like some divine design or something like that, but you can kind of remember that, right? Okay. So the 10 words are in Exodus 20, and we get them reiterated in Deuteronomy 5. Uh, that's So here, Exodus 20, and then you get the judgments, the case rulings, and the ordinances. I put all those terms in there on purpose. And I'll come back to that. So uh, chapters 21 through 23, the judgments or case rulings or ordinances. In other words, detail. If this happens, this. If this happens, you do this. Okay. Um, And further detailed consequences or applications of the words. And then Exodus 24 is the covenant ratification ceremony. We've already read some from Exodus 24. So, everybody, see that breakout that I have for you? It's pretty simple. You open with chapter 19 with the context and the fulfillment of the prophecy and where this is happening. Sure enough, the prophecy is fulfilled, what God promised, the sign, the sign of the signs, right? And then you get the covenant call and response and the consecration of the people for covenant um, and the terms of meeting. And you get the affirmation on both sides and the people have unequivocally told us they will totally fulfill this and even do it obediently. So we know this is gonna be a good covenant and everything's gonna happily ever after. Okay, So that's what you have there. Then you get chapter 20, the 10 words, uh, 21 through 23, the judgments, case rulings, ordinances, and chapter 24 is the covenant ratification ceremony. Now, let me uh, teach you stuff that is kind of interesting here. Let's go back up to these pull-out verses that I have here. Moses came and told the people, call Debrae, all the words of the Lord. And on top of the words, all the rules, judgments, case rulings. Hamishpati, call Hamishpati. Those are different terms. Words and mishpatim, rulings, case rulings. You have different levels of things coming from God. The words are like the big deal, okay? The words, think about like the United States Constitution, and then you get a bunch of statutes and regulations. Got it, okay, and then uh, notice, does the Bible actually use the word commandments for the words? The actual Bible does not. English translations tend towards that. For whatever reason, we wanted to slap commandments on what in the actual Bible is a term that is a higher term called words. So to give you an example, I pulled out, I went over to Deuteronomy uh, 4.13 and he declared, this is Moses again, giving the reiteration and getting ready for the 10 words in chapter five. And he declared to you his covenant, which he commanded you to perform. That is the 10 commandments. That's in the King James version, the NIV, the ESV, the new King James, by the way, the Geneva English Bible. Says ten commandments. Okay, so I don't want to give you too big a headache, but I do want you to be biblically literate. So this is just an alarm button here or, or a point of reference. That is not the term that's used in the actual Hebrew Bible. Okay, because notice, um, Sarah means um, um, ten. Ten. Ha dabari. Words, the 10 words, okay? Um, It's kind of a semantic thing, but it really is, I think, pretty important. Now, let me pull back from that and say, because we had this discussion, somebody, one of our guys in our amends study yesterday morning said, how many translations are there? How many English translations are there? I said, there are a whole lot of English translations. And the implication was, well, no, but you know, there's a bunch of different opinions on all this stuff. It's like, no, no. So I started talking with our men's group yesterday, and I'm going to come back to this because it was obviously, I'm really glad somebody asked this question. But clearly, the, the tendency, I think, of human beings is to say, well, there's a bunch of different translations, so nobody knows what this stuff says anyway. Oh, well, yeah, we know exactly what this stuff says. It's just you've you got to do a little bit of work with it. Does everybody understand what I'm saying? Do not get thrown off. Well, the, you know, translations are sometimes wrong or this or that. Look, the message is clear, which is what I was talking with the group yesterday morning about. Like there's <laughs> there's no discrepancy on I am the way, the truth, the life. will actually come back and study that on Tuesday morning. There's no discrepancy on Jesus died, died for our sins, rose again on the third day. You can get different English words thrown in to describe things. But, so I want to be very clear on that, not only for y'all here, but also for anybody watching. Uh, this recording, Uh, but you just need to know the highest level under the book of the covenant are the words and the words, okay, the New Testament, okay, there's no place where Paul says, now remember the Ten Commandments, right, so anyway, I just want you all to know that since you come on Wednesday night, everybody got me on this? Has anybody, like, has anybody's faith been shaken by this? Hopefully not. Hopefully your faith is strengthened by this because what I'm telling you is when God speaks at the highest level, the term he uses here in the covenant is words, okay? Judgments and case rulings come under that. So let me give you an example. Oh, Oh, and let me make this very clear. Part of what's going on here, this is really cool. You go back to the creation Okay? And you track through, and God said, and God said, and all the different times you get action on wording. Guess what the number is for the creation, for the whole creation. I mean, I know there's six days of creation, right? How many times do you get word, spoke, said? Guess how many? So you are supposed to catch this connection, right? Ten words, ten and he said 10 and that kind of thing in the creation, and now we get 10 words at the highest level of this covenant that's being made with Israel, which Israel is supposed to remember. We talked about this a few weeks ago, and I really pounded this issue because it's important for Isaiah, understanding Isaiah. Israel is the son of God, right? Not the divine son, but remember when when, when, when the Lord sends Moses to go tell Pharaoh to let his people go, he says, I want you to let my son go. And then we get this contest between Pharaoh and his son and God and his son, which is Israel. Okay, Now, that doesn't mean Israel is divine, but it means Israel is supposed to be on track to be the second Adam. Remember how Adam, we talked about this, I did all, all the, those word studies with you. Adam is the son of God. The New Testament says Adam is the son of God. Again, not divine, but he is supposed to reflect the likeness of God and be God's representative on earth. Everybody with me? Anybody have any questions about that? Okay, so what's tracking here is what is God saying with the 10 words? He's saying new creation. Do y'all understand what I'm saying? Okay, so you're supposed to catch this. I mean, if you're actually like really serious about the bible you're supposed to catch this thing 10 back in the creation 10 here and god is bringing about a new people now sure enough then what we're being what we learned from the old testament is did Noah work as the as the new adam did Noah work out as the new adam not very long did he, he did for a while and he built the ark and everything but does that end up you know like being wonderful um Abraham, does Abraham himself even work out as the new Adam? No, you know, and God's pretty much saying, we're going to have to get somewhere beyond you, right? Now you get Israel. Is Israel going to successfully be the new Adam? Well, you know what? If they live up to their words, we will do everything. Anything and everything you've said, and we'll do it obediently. We are going to bat a thousand for you, God. There's no question about it. If they did that, right, right? So what is Isaiah telling us as you move through the servant songs? You know, none of this stuff has worked, right? And so this is all supposed to prepare us for the true servant of God, okay? Who can really serve the Lord. Is Israel supposed to serve him as the obedient son at the mountain? And then do they even get away from the mountain being obedient? What happens when Moses is up there for a while? They get little boys and girls. <laughs> no fornication you know rape pillage and of course at the center of it all the golden calf yeah all right so everybody get that but that's the thing with the 10 words and the 10 words Okay. you gotta you gotta catch this and so isaiah of course understands all this so this is really important for the thing all right now um let's see look at the covenant uh 10 commandments 10 words 10 so See, the difference between the words is, they are absolute and universal. You get down in the rules and regulations in 21 through 23, and if an ox bores your servant, and if the ox has previously bored somebody, then this applies. Does that sound like the 10 words? What are the 10, are there exceptions to the 10 words? Are there, you know, you you shall have no other gods before me. Are there exceptions, details that you need on that one? Special cases that would need to be decided? No. So you see that we're talking like a different level with these 10 words. Uh, What about um, you shall not commit adultery? Are there exceptions to that? Well, what if she's really attractive over there? Like my my, uh, husband's been really bad. to me. Are there any exceptions to that? No. Um, what about murder? Well, you know what? I mean, God, come on for utilitarian purposes and, uh, these young people need to have a life so that let's just murder some kids. And, uh, is there, are there any exceptions to that? Those, those are, you know, absolute universal words. Okay. Just like, so in other words, y'all get this, right? There shall be light. Are there are there exceptions to that? Well, God, you know, we'd like a little bit of darkness sometimes because it's kind of intimidating to be in your light all the time. Are there exceptions to that? There shall be light. Are there exceptions to um, you shall not use the name of the Lord your God in vain? Hmm? Well, sometimes I get really mad. Or, you know, I'm going to call myself a Christian, but I'm going to defame your name by being disobedient. Are there any exceptions to that? No, the 10 words are totally overriding everything. And for the new creation to happen, the 10 words must not be violated. Again, do we have anyone in history who does not violate the 10 words? Jesus, who actually fulfills the 10 words? jesus so in whom do we get the 10 words and the new creation that's promised in this first covenant jesus right and jesus gives it to us through establishing and forging the new covenant in his own blood so he fulfills the first and brings us in uh in the new covenant that's a big picture overview (laughs) of uh the mosaic covenant Pretty cool, right? Hopefully you learned a lot. Okay, you can go back and look at this handout. You can ask me questions if you want to, but don't ask too many because we will spend uh, years in Exodus. If you really want, if you want to start asking me about oxen goring people and stuff like that, we can really get into details really fast if you want to. Okay, all right, good. So, all right, let's pray. Lord, thank you. Well, Lord, we do pray for you to forgive our debts as we forgive our debtors. And we pray, Lord, that you would call us to, Lord, to have our hearts continually transformed and renewed in your Holy Spirit to be faithful to you and to your words for us and your calling in Jesus Christ that you give us. Praise be to him. In his name we pray. Amen.